Like many heroes, Horatio G. Spafford is a character who is not without controversy. His views on salvation and the established church put him greatly at odds with those who subscribe to a very literal view of scripture. He went on to establish the American colony in Jerusalem, an organisation that has been described as cult-like. But undoubtedly they did a lot of good as they lived and worked out a philanthropic agenda in a community modelled on the early church. But for many people, his specific and at times controversial theology is not what makes him a hero. Regardless of his other views, the sentiment expressed in the hymn It Is Well With My Soul is something that we can all draw strength and encouragement from. When peace like a river my way When sorrows like This first verse is possibly one of the most poignant and moving that I have ever come across. Horatio Spafford was due to travel to England with his family after suffering great losses in the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. Delayed by a business matter, he sent his wife and daughters ahead. The ship never made it to England. It collided with another ship in the Atlantic and sank with the loss of 226 lives, Spafford's daughters among them. When she was rescued and brought to Cardiff, Anna Spafford sent a message to her husband. It read, Saved Alone. What will I do? I don't think I could even begin to imagine what that must feel like, but it brings into sharp perspective some of the hardships I've faced in my life and challenges me to think about what my response is when I think of where is God in all of this. is it that dictates the way you react to life's challenges? I know that I am very often guilty of letting circumstance and trials control my direction, at least initially. You know Satan is already defeated and can't win. Go back and listen again to our series on Revelation if you need to hear that message of encouragement. 
but as the hymn says, he can buffet and trip and seek to knock us off course. So when that happens, what better way to respond than to say, let this truth be the control in my life, my anchor in the storm. Jesus has seen that I am helpless to save myself and has shed his own blood to redeem my life. My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious for me sums up beautifully the heart of praise. The rising and overflowing joy of it captures perfectly the exultant feeling of being free. Free from that which would separate us from God. Free from any burden or guilt that I may feel for my inability to fix that broken relationship myself. In the knowledge that all of this has been nailed to the cross and is no longer mine to bear, my very inmost being cries out praise to the Lord it's like a gushing spring of water shooting up with nothing to restrain it any longer. The original lyrics penned by Spafford have this extra verse that is seldom sung and goes like this. For me, be it Christ, be it Christ hence to live. If Jordan above me shall roll, no pang shall be mine for in death as in life. Thou wilt whisper thy peace to my soul. When you became a Christian, or if you haven't yet, when you do, it's like drawing a line in the sand and saying, from this moment forward, I'm going to live my life differently. I'm going to live to follow Christ and not my own way. But it's something I am sure many among us will testify to that you have to keep doing throughout your Christian journey. Praise God that there's no limit to us hitting that reset button. Because in life, in death, whatever trouble comes our way, the Lord is whispering his peace to our souls. If we tune in and listen. waiting for? What are you looking forward to? It's quite clear from Paul's writing to the Philippians that he was most looking forward to being with Christ. Philippians 1 21 to 24 For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. 
If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labour for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. You know, as Christians, we can be assured that when the day of the Lord comes, we will be with Jesus in the new heaven and earth, living, working and walking with our God, as we were always meant to. But for many, the fear of death is still a very real and consuming thought. This is understandable. Death, after all, is not something that was part of God's original plan for creation. It's very sad when that becomes a more desirable option than life. But as the hymn reminds us, the sky, not the grave, is our goal. Some heavy poetic license there, of course. There is nothing in the sky but the clouds. But it reminds us that our final destination, our goal, is not death and the grave, but the exact opposite, eternal life with our Lord and Saviour. This final verse is a triumphant yearning for the end times, although not the end as we know. The Lord hastes the day when the faith shall be sight, a sentiment I think we can all agree with, to bring forward the day when what is already plain to our hearts will also be plain to our eyes. The book of Revelation gives us a vision that describes this moment. Symbols and imagery rather than documentary, but nonetheless important descriptions of how this pans out. Revelation 19, 11-16 I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war, his eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh 
he has this name written. King of kings and Lord of lords. When kings ride out on a horse, they ride to battle. In the opening sequence here, we see Jesus riding to battle. But read on in the passage and you'll see no battle actually takes place. Revelation 19, 19 to 20. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. But the beast was captured and with it the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. With these signs he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulphur. The battle is over before it has begun. And now Jesus rides to victory. Jesus wins simply because of who he is. Faithful and true. Eyes of purifying fire. Victor of many crowns, your life and mine. Incorruptible, sacrificial love. The Logos, the original word of God, the creator there at the very beginning. Victorious at the very end. And that is why we can say, even so, it is well with my soul. Whatever you are facing. However you're feeling, whether you've lost loved ones, whether you have lost financial security, whether you're sick, whether you're lonely, it is well with my soul, not because Jesus will win in the end, but because he already has. God bless. It is well.